Mosley, if you got it. Oh, my gosh. He's back. <laughs> he's back. I'm telling you, he's – I just got a one and one today. He's out there. He's been off, what you said, two weeks, right? Hog Lips is back, baby. Yeah, Hog Lips. Hog Lips. <laughs> I left out here Hog Head, now I'm back Hog Lips. Hey, uh, I did see a wild uh, pig down here in Florida. Did you shoot it? Well, no. I was on shoot 90, him. I was on shoot 90. him, pickle. Shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Ah, well, uh, our past two shows have been nothing but cameras. We're actually going to try to take a break on that. <clears throat> so I hope everybody uh, understands that. But we're still on the case. If anybody needs to actually call in or they want to know what still is going on with that, please give us a call. Because, um, uh, yeah, there's a – there's a. go ahead and let me have it. Oh, if you don't go. point to it. There yeah. you go. Since we're already talking about it, you can go ahead and just put that out yeah, there. Yeah, just remember we need, to, we need to send to – P.O. Box 50969, Billings, Montana, 59105. Uh, and you can also send it to D. Davis at Teamsters190.com. Uh, so that's where you need to send your letters. And trust me, we're, we're going to need this stuff uh, because this is a huge fight. And that's about all I can really say about it. It is a huge fight. We need participation in this because he's going alone at this. And apparently the new national panel will be held in Chicago. Of course, we already stated that, but it's going to be the first week of June. And we're going to be there. And we're going to try to bring as many people as we possibly can. Um, you know, because there needs to be some information brought out about all of this. And everyone needs to understand it's just a health and safety thing. So... With that, we're going to get away from that. We're actually going to talk about a certain situation where everyone's always heard that we make the $175,000 a year. I think it's what it is, $175,000 a year. It's on CNN, Fox, Fox News, Newsmax, right? So everyone's saying that we make all this money. But So we also have a special guest calling in, too, and I'm going to wait for him to call in. Yeah, the guy at the Exxon must have heard it this morning because uh, <laughs> I had a, had a screw in my tire. He charged me $35 to put a plug in it. Well, he knows where I work. So. You, get, you got the money. $170,000 a year. Right. That's right. $170,000 a year. How much? I mean, if you don't want to say it, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. I, my last taxes were 80, 87, 88,000 is what I make. That's what I make. 88, 88. Well, I 000. think. Oh, right there he is. Let me go ahead and. All right. Add him in. Put him in. Now, you guys might have to. Uh, do we have Alberto? Alberto, I'm right here, brother. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we were actually just talking about uh, you know, the hundred seventy thousand dollars a year when everybody says that we make. You know, Fox News, CNN, all them guys like to say that we do. But uh, I also have uh, J Rod with me, and I also have uh, well, and now he calls himself Hog Lips right. with me today. So if uh, uh, you guys want to say hello to Alberto, <laughs> Alberto, welcome to the uh, podcast. Gracias. I don't, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So, I hear that you have a little bit of information on the $170,000 a year as well. So, I'll just go ahead and give the mic to you. Oh, yeah. I was uh, watching that clip with uh, Patrick Bet David or whatever from the other day and on his podcast or whatever. So, you know, they were pretty much just making fun of us and, you know, you know, ha ha, this is what happens when. You know, when you uh, threaten to go on strike and get, like, this huge raise and blah, blah, blah. And, 
I don't know. It's pretty funny. First, they claim in the in the video that we make a hundred and seventy, and we get a uh, hundred bucks an hour. But in the beginning, then they're saying, you know, we make fifty bucks an hour. It's like, well, which one is it? You know, they like keep changing their tune and right. all this stuff, and then they just say like, oh yeah, see, look at this headline. You know, they're gonna cut twelve thousand jobs. Yeah, twelve thousand management jobs. You know, right, and, right. Uh, I just think it's funny because like we've uh, discussed before with. Uh, you know, probably you guys and all my coworkers. You know, like when that hundred and seventy thousand dollar a year figure came out during the negotiations, which was basically just company propaganda trying to pit the public against us. I even had a few of my customers on my route asking me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, if I get paid that much, you know, like, you know, I'm about a hundred grand short." So right, uh, I'll be driving around somebody a Maserati you know, or something. Who do I call to get the rest of my money? You know, yeah, <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's just funny because you know people take a headline, they don't even understand how the company works, and then they just run with it. And you know, it's it's uh, not <laughs> uncommon to listen to uh, certain people on the internet and stuff, just who have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. So yeah, it's it's pretty funny. And then of course you have Carol herself just saying that. You know, the deal with uh, Teamsters that we made, we'd take that deal all day long. It's not a $30 billion deal. You know, it, what did she say? It was like a 3.3% wage increase compounded annually. And that's her exact quote was, that's a deal we'll take. That's a win, win, win. Oh, yeah. We was expecting yeah. way more. Yeah, it's a win, win, win. She said that too, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's basically she just laughed it off in that CNBC interview saying, yep. we'll take that deal all day long. Right. twice on sunday mm. you know so yeah it's, it's just funny but yeah the uh obviously they are um making a few changes with like ups sorts and stuff like that and, and things of that nature but, but yeah the headline that uh they were going off of in that uh podcast clip or i watched or whatever was you know just pointing out the headline see look twelve thousand jobs you the, know and right the actual headline was from uh um, from the article or whatever, like the actual headline specifically said that they were looking at and degrading us about was UPS to cut 12,000 jobs and mandate return to offices five days a week. Well, obviously they're not talking about union employees because we don't work in offices. Management works in offices. We drive vehicles and the hub workers don't work in the office. They're climbing in and, in and out of feeder trailers, packet, you know, semi-trailers, loading those, unloading them. You know, the only people that kick back in the offices and put their feet up on the desk is management. So, right. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty funny. Right, because I mean, we, I mean, we are losing people, uh, especially ourselves, because the, right, right now. Go ahead, you guys. The, the ones that usually uh, don't get fired, they just get moved. Right. Right. That, yeah. If you if if you're caught if you're caught discriminating or harassing or something of that nature, and it's a pretty bad violation, uh, they don't, they don't fire management right away. They actually move them around in transfer the United them. States. Yeah. Transferred like uh, one guy we know they got transferred down to what was it? North Carolina, South Carolina. And then we know of another person that actually got transferred to Ezra, uh, used to be a actual, I think it was the feeder terminal manager or the feeder manager. Uh, she got, uh, transferred over to, uh, the Ezra building. Um, but yeah, I found it very interesting how, how everyone, even like uh, most people that want uh, that do their shows, especially how they believe in their political spectrum of things, 
And it's usually a, always a bad thing against the union. It's always like, oh, well, look, you guys are now getting paid this. This is the reason why this is happening. What do you think would have happened? Why do you think it would have happened? And the problem is, is that everyone doesn't want to actually realistically look into the actual document or well, document or whatever else it was. I can't remember. But they don't look into it and they just want to blame us all of a sudden because they think we make all this money. But if you read the actual article, that was what I was looking for, article, it clearly states that it is for management, that they will be getting rid of it, and it's more than likely going to be your part-time supervisors. And, and, and we've had discussions before on here about part-time supervisors. Some out there are pretty good, and some of them, you know, they, they follow along with what they're, supposed to do, what they're told to do, and they treat people like crap. So, and, but here's the thing. To make $170,000 a year, we've already done the math. I don't know how many times you've tried to do it. You've tried to do it. You literally got to work the 70 hours a week. That means you you have no life. You get 70 hours a, a week. Then uh, you have to get paid back for your it's you get paid back for your uh, your sick days, right? Uh, yeah, if you don't <clears throat> if you don't take your sick days, you get uh, no. You can roll your sick days over. You you get paid off for your PHs. PHs, right? Correct. Work your vacation. Yeah, it, well, well, pretty much, but which is not allowed. Not allowed. Not not right. by contractual. You're not allowed right. to work on your vacation because if you take vacation. You're taking work away from another member mm-hmm. if you're coming in and, and working on your vacation. So that's yeah. that's not allowed. And we know that that does happen. We've seen it happen. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that that is not allowed in, in what to, to the contract. Yeah. But do they always follow the contract? Uh, no. Well, no. We already will. What the cameras? We already found that yeah, one. Out. Exactly. <laughs> so, but no matter where you add it, it doesn't add up. Right. Right. We don't make that. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm tired of reading articles. I'm tired of turning on whatever news organization that's out there. And it's always bashing. And mainly, it seems, unions. You know, uh, as the Democrats always like to pry or they praise on it. Oh, we're, we're for the hard-working American. We, we care about it. But then you listen to some news organizations, and all of a sudden it's like, Okay, you're you're for us, but now you're against us. Now you're saying that we basically walked ourselves out of a job here. I mean, and then the other aspect is is that people are saying that this is unskilled labor. I mean, that one does upset me because, uh, like I said before, if you want to make fun of a package car delivery driver and a feeder driver, okay, and you want to call us unskilled labor, well, to me, like I said before, and I hope my friend doesn't get mad at me, but but a lawyer is nothing but a liar and an arguer. Is that skilled labor? You know, a fireman is no, nobody who uh, is somebody who likes to play with fire or, or water hoses. Is that skilled labor? I, I mean, I could go on and on. A, a Wall Street guy is, is is somebody who's who has an issue with gambling. You know, so why are you why are you gonna why are you gonna sit here and make fun of me just because I'm as they want to put it a dumb old truck driver or unskilled labor even in the package side of things we're unskilled labor and they're making fun of us and then they say oh we're getting paid too much. I mean, it's it's basically stacked up against us, and we can never we're never going to win this unless the actual public realizes. Because, like you said, people are like you said, people are coming up to you on on your actual route. Hey, man, do you actually make one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year? And then you have to tell them, no, I don't. But do they really believe you? Yeah. That's the one thing. Do they really believe you that you don't make one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year? Because as soon as you probably turn their back, they're probably like, yeah, right, whatever, man. This guy's probably making it. He just doesn't want no one to know. No, we really don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can show you my paycheck. I mean, everybody here knows how much everybody makes. There is no hiding. I mean, there's no way to hide somebody's paycheck. 
Um, now, there is guys that make a lot more money than me. Honestly, the big money, where the big money is, is these new team runs that they're putting in. Those guys are making one hundred and seventy to $200,000 a, a, a year because they're out there five, six, seven days a week, and they're not seeing their family. But the problem is, is that if you also look into it, and everyone can do the research themselves. Just put it in Google, highest paying job for tractor trailers, and it already states on there that owner-uppers make between 300000 or more. Now, that's not to state that they have to pay for their own fuel. Insurance. Yeah, insurance, pay for their own food on the road, stuff of that nature. So by that time it's all turned around, I'm sure, you know, split it in half, they're still only making one hundred and fifty to 180000 But I'm home every night, or day, I should say, because I work nights. But I, it just irritates me that, that I keep hearing about this, and I think it's more of an attack on unions, really, than per se just our pay scale, because – you know, IBEW. I, I was an electrician a long time ago. I think their pay rate, well, back in the day, it was $54 an hour, but they get two retirements. They get one from the company and one from the IBT. You know, we don't have that here. We're actually still fighting for our pension. You know, we're, we're only going to be bringing in, if, if I work 20 years, I'm only going to be bringing in, what, $2,400 a month? You know, and honestly, where, where we live at, you know, the Northern Virginia region, you can't even buy a house. Or, or for the mortgage on on that alone, you're, you're, especially with the interest rates today, you know, twenty four hundred dollars plus take taxes out of that probably comes to about two grand. So if I uh, in the area that I live in, I'm I'm going to have enough money to pay for my mortgage, and that's it. So, you know, it just it just irritates me. But I, I'm sorry, I, I, I grabbed the mic. But go go ahead. Uh, you, you you got anything else that you want to uh, add to it? Oh, I was just going to too, like watching. Uh, uh, Patrick Bed David talk about some of the other things in that video too. I thought it was hilarious. Is like, yeah, let the let them UPS uh, drivers come deliver to your house in their Rolls Royce because they make so much money, you know. And I just thought that was <laughs> so funny because I'm like, Rolls Royce, huh? It's like, wow, okay. Well, I guess I better call Carol because she owes me a Rolls Royce because the two uh, vehicles I drive to work are uh, they are a 2006. And a 1989. <laughs> so wow, you know, and they and they definitely aren't a Rolls Royce. So, you know, whatever. But uh, I just thought that was funny. But um, just like Carol said, like you yeah, said, you like, pointed out the 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 3.3 percent, and she was happy with that. She they they were expecting to pay more. You know, you just talked about that earlier, right? Yeah. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe she'll let you drive one of hers to work one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. If anybody has a Rolls Royce, I tell you what. It's her that has a Rolls Royce and, you know, all these other uh, high dollar uh, executive management positions. Like one of the one of the things, too, is, I mean, you see, like after a story like that comes out and I don't know, it's almost as if a lot of times, too, you see like all these people that had so much knowledge about running the actual business and, you know, were tenured employees and, you know, they have all this company knowledge they were high produce high producing employees tenured employees walked out the door or they quit because they just fed up but those were the people that really knew how to run the company efficiently and that's who they got rid of and uh one one thing i thought was a, a really good quote from another article i was reading earlier this week was a a guy named mike manjo who retired from ups after 30 years and like different communication roles with the company and stuff and he was basically just saying um, there's all these layers of high dollar presidents and vice presidents whose 
activities basically have uh, little to do with running the daily business, he said, and, and achieving business goals. So if they're, if they're going to make all these cuts, they need to be focusing on these, you know, senior management jobs where they're just making probably millions of dollars, you know. And obviously right now, I'm sure we're not the only ones, but a lot of people like us, we see the day-to-day, so we know how poorly run this company really is. You know, the old saying that my grandfather had him, probably many other grandfathers too was uh you know they step over dollars to pick up dimes Mm -hmm. true facts it's just never ending like like just this uh week for example or the past couple of weeks i don't know how you can expect to save money when you're and you guys were talking about contract violations so they're laying uh one of our package car drivers off and then they have another driver waiting in the wings to just run that person's route and then so that creates a contract violation. So they're going to end up paying the driver that was laid off in violation of the contract, in addition to paying the other driver that they brought in that shouldn't have been brought in. So now you're paying a guy eight hours to sit at home and do whatever he wants for free. And by the way, you got to pay his pay everything too. It's a make whole remedy. So they're going to have to pay his health, welfare, pension, contributions, the whole nine yards, you yeah. know for the day so it's like if you're worried about losing all this money and you're cutting costs it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot doing stuff like that and they do things like that all day long all the time i mean it's not it's not too difficult to just do a simple google search and you know you you just doing all i just did a did one and you have uh all these news stories you know supreme court delivers fairness to pregnant workers illegally fired by ups you know like UPS fined for discriminating against uh, hiring workers with disabilities, you know, like UPS to pay $2.25 million fine to settle EEOC lawsuit. <laughs> man I mean, just the, way they, just the way they, just the way like they treat people, you know, like you, could save a, yeah, you could save a bunch of money just by not doing dumb things like that. In my opinion, there was a, I don't know about y'all, but at my center, the, uh, the management basically tries to always frame everything we do as dishonesty because obviously under dishonesty in the previous procedure in the, in the master contract, they can walk you out with no progressive discipline whatsoever. Right. So they try right. to twist every little thing into dishonesty when mm-hmm. to me, they're, they're the ones that are the most dishonest we've ever seen. Like they're a bully. Uh, That's what they are. Yeah, going, going back to 2015, they got fined $25 million dollars from the Department of Justice for falsifying delivery records, <laughs> delivering to all, all these federal agencies. Yeah, to all these federal agencies that, you know, they basically made it so, and and I've personally been messaged in my dyad and told to like falsify delivery records. <laughs> and that's basically what they got busted for was the exact same thing. And they got, they got prosecuted under the False Claims Act and got fined $25 million for essentially falsifying delivery records and making it so all these federal agencies they were delivering to could not request refunds for late next day air packages because they were marking them as on time. And, you know, they'll tell you, oh, well, if you didn't get there in time, just just put in that it was a security delay. So then they can't get a refund and, you know, and things like that. And it's like, you know, they try to accuse us uh, workers of rank and file workers of always being dishonest for every little thing. It's like they're the ones that are dishonest, like. And the problem is, is that we can't do anything about it. 
That's the uh, that's the biggest thing. The only thing we could do is file yeah. a grievance, and then you know, uh, like my one hog head, hog lips, whatever he wants to call himself now. Uh, like he like he states, you know, it, it's it's you're fighting the company, and then you're fighting the union. So, I mean, to me, a union is a good thing, and it, and it should be used in a sense for large corporations. Because, you know, you got people like that guy that did his podcast and they want to go out there and they want to bash us. And I think that's what it's really about. I think it's about bashing unions. And maybe people don't realize a union to me, I'm just going to speak, speak for me. A union is not for a small organ. It's not for your mom and pops or your plumber, like the one guy, the senator, whatever, that kind of come, try to come across the, the desk there to threaten old Mr. O'Brien, you know, uh, said stand up, whatever, and he stood up, whatever. I mean, we all laughed about it because it was funny. But the thing is, is that he said that he has a, a business that he started that w- was a plumbing business. Now, to my understanding that uh, th- that that guy actually lied a little bit. He didn't start that. His father did, and oh. he just took it over. Inherited. So, right, right. So he really didn't start it himself. And I'm not taking nothing away from it. He took it over and probably made it very profitable. But it's unions aren't really for like the 10, 15, maybe 20 people that work for you because it's just a small organization. It's usually, it's usually you know, a, a better family-oriented organization. But when you have large corporations like UPS that have, you know, 350,000 uh, employees – and as we tell our stories, as you just stated, how they do things to people and get try to get away with things. But then, you know, it's like jumping over, uh, you know, hoops to, to get anything done or you got to threaten to take them to court or you, you have to spend your own money to do this. So that's why I think that large corporations, everyone should be in a union for a large corporation. I don't, I don't care because it actually protects everybody. I mean, look at Amazon. I've heard some stories about how people are being treated from Amazon just right here in our own. And they got, what, 1.5 million employees. <laughs> right, and you don't think that they're doing the same thing? I mean, you just heard everything that um, Alberto said, and, and you don't think that Amazon's doing the same thing? You don't think that corporations do things so that they can make, uh, like you said, they jump over dollars to grab up a dime, and, and, and they're doing this because they only, realistically, most large corporations now, the only thing they care about is, is like, like J-Rod always says, the shareholders. So that's why Amazon, Walmart, I'm talking all the big corporations, they should be. I mean, Costco, for goodness sakes, they actually are in a union. In some, I know in our state, they are in the state of Virginia. Uh, I don't know about uh, your area or anyone else's area, but you know uh, th- they should be unionized. Why? Because it, it, it is an organization that at least you can fall back on. And I, like I said, there is issues with unions. Sometimes you get bad people in there. But the thing is, is that it's like with right now what we're doing. We're having a show to talk about all the issues of all unions uaw ibew ibt across the nation all of them rail i I actually spoke to a guy um and i I hope he comes on because he's actually from the rail side of things now because here's a kicker on this one they have a union but they're also you know governments was a government surplus or government i can't remember how he put it they only get two sick days a year two that's it yeah, it's one thing they were fighting for. Right. It was the last right. contract. last contract. Yeah. Right. And the only way that they get overtime is if they work 180 hours. After 180 hours of work, then they get overtime. So, I mean, wow. those guys. I thought our shit was bad. Are hurting. And, and it just it upsets me when I see people like that one guy on the podcast that basically just 
doesn't even take the time to look into the actual article to find out exactly what it was all about. It's about it was about firing twelve thousand management, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was. But it was it was portrayed on that show as if, oh, the reason why this is happening is because of that contract. You know, you guys are now making fifty dollars an hour or a hundred dollars an hour, and you get free insurance and 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 you get a retirement. But the thing is, is that you're actually not doing your research to look into it. We don't make all of that. Yes, there are some drivers, like I said. Go ahead. You that's, want that's the same thing they said about the auto workers union. You know, they're out there striking for a, a good contract. Don't don't take it into account of the economy or how much a vehicle costs now, mm-hmm. or or a house or food. Yeah, or electric taxes. vehicles. How much it's raised prices of. Yeah. You know, or the price of fuel. They don't take it into account of that. They just, um, you know, that's a bad look. What they're doing, they're not. They're working themselves out of a job. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what upsets me about that podcast. I mean, because honestly, he was literally just trying to get more views for people to listen to him. And he was looking for a particular part of a party to listen to it. You know? Yeah. And, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, they were. And they were joking, too, about like, oh, just right now, all of us, we applied for a job at UPS. We could all have the time of our lives working at UPS together. It's like. Really, I don't. I don't know if his soft hands could last a day. Yeah, he might want to wait till they put the, do, all the air conditioners in, right? Yeah, like that alone would break him probably. So yeah, ask, but, ask uh, uh, Maxi Pad. Yeah, I mean, it's just like how many? I mean, the company's making all these cuts right now. It's like, well, how nice would it be to have that twenty-five million dollars back that you got fined for falsifying delivery records back in 2015 yeah. how would it, how nice would it be to have that 25 million dollars right now or spread them and, record profits you know, around just, for the last just, few like years like i said just a, a simple google search brings up all these lawsuits from them just from the company just treating people like absolute garbage yeah. like that one of these uh cases that um they fired a pregnant gal who wasn't able to perform all the duties of being a driver, obviously, while she was pregnant, that went all the way to the Supreme Court. Imagine the team of lawyers they had to fork over all this money to, to, you know, fight, to fight that. Because yeah. obviously they did fight it all the way to the Supreme Court. Unbelievable. You know, so how much money did you just light on fire and, you know, waste right there, you know? And there's, and that's not the only story. There's hundreds of articles like that you can read from different things. And, yeah. Hey, uh, no, Alberto, have makes... you been in delivery or are you in feeders? What part are you in? No, I'm in package delivery, yeah. Okay, yeah. in package. Uh, how long have you been there? Oh, I've been uh, with the company going on nine years. and uh, Okay. I did a couple of, like, peak seasons before that, just, you know. I got you. Before yeah. I was hired full-time, permanent oh. or whatever. But, uh, I but yeah, you. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, just last uh, spring alone, too, they were – laying off the uh, bottom four drivers at our building and like i said before same thing as right now they're they had to they had uh utility drivers waiting in the wings to go do these other drivers routes and so these four drivers literally for maybe a couple of months let's say if i remember right just got to sit at home and do whatever they want you know lots of them are younger so they're single and probably just got to sit home and play video games all day and got paid eight hours a day and got their pension contributions and kept their insurance, you know, cause you got to work 80 hours a month to keep your medical and dental insurance and whatnot. And so there's just throwing money away right there cause they had to pay the utility drivers to actually work. And then once uh, they do that, you know, then you're paying these other four drivers to do absolutely nothing and sit at home. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, how is that saving you money? I don't, you know, I don't think it is. I think basically the only thing that was doing was maybe they're able to uh, have that show up on the on the books like a different way so then to the shareholders it doesn't look like they're Correct. wasting all this money because yep. it doesn't get entered into the books the same way mm-hmm. that if those regular package car drivers were to be working so yeah that's why essentially they, they're that's able why they to, like, to code it certain way the, yeah i think they're able to just like kind of like cook the books so to speak and then they bring in the utility drivers that day to actually do the job uh, to deliver that volume mm-hmm. and then they might get paid, you know, a few dollars an hour less, you know, depending on where they're at in their own progression. Yep. And then, you know, then they'll say like, see, look, shareholders, we're saving money. Like, but on the back end, it's like, eh, no, you're not. You're just basically hiding it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Honesty I've, and integrity. I've, uh, I've heard stories of, you know, other coworkers over the years. I haven't personally heard it, but when the company does things like that, you know, like, our uh, managers will say, you know, like, if I don't do what my boss says, like, I'm out of a job. So they're basically being forced to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I've heard them, uh, heard them say, you know, like, or, you know, heard of other people overhearing phone calls and whatnot, or, you know, accidentally walking in the office during a Zoom call and they're on the computer and somebody's boss high up the ladder is saying, you know, if you bring in more drivers, when I'm telling you not to, you can be looking for another job tomorrow kind of thing, you know? You know? So yeah, I remember. It's like, what are we, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> like, I swear, like just, it's just so poorly run. It's, it's mind boggling. And, you know, don't even get me started about the payroll errors and things like that. Like how does a multi-billion dollar company have so many payroll errors like they can't even pay you right like in just the time i've been here i've probably had over a hundred payroll errors that i've had to oh yeah file grievances on to make them fix or yeah or you know just have to yeah, pay go ten- talk to the boss and say hey man what the heck you, you gotta know? pay attention to your like, uh, pay stub every week because you might get robbed oh yeah absolutely you do you gotta watch it like a hawk you know yeah, I remember. Like I gotta, remember back you when you gotta have that thing under a microscope every week. Yeah, I remember back when we was uh, and I, when I was in delivery years and years ago, um, we had this. Uh, of course, this management person's already been retired uh, for years now, but he came in one day and he brought in the new diet board. You know, the one that we don't have now. It's I think two prior because it's been like twenty some years ago. But I remember we was in Mechanics Bay and he had all these boxes lined up. He had all the drivers in there. And he showed the old one that we were using, and it'll go, beep, you know, real slow. And then the next one, the new one that was came out, it went boop, 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 and it showcased that you could scan a lot faster. So basically, what he was trying to say was, was we're all going to do new time studies on all your routes because now we're going to add like twenty, thirty more stops to your route because this diet is scanning a lot quicker. So. They're basically getting more money out of you, you know what I'm saying, or getting more work out of you for the money. So, and that's basically it's a senior driver for me. I've been there 24 years, and this guy's been there close to 30. And we taught there a couple years ago. And basically, whenever we get a raise, UPS tries to take that raise away somehow, some way, to keep you making the same amount of money each year. You know what I'm saying? That's what they try to do. That's what we've seen throughout the years whenever you get a raise they try to cut cut bonus um you know or cut overtime out uh whoa what was that 
I don't know, some beep. I heard some beep. Was, was that the, was that the beep? I don't know what it was. Is that time timeout or something? No. It was Hulk his hearing aid. No, that My was, hearing aid. <laughs> you were you were trying to say that there was the beeps, you know. So I was I was trying to help you out with that. So, oh, oh, I got you. A little late, a little late, a little late, a little late. A little late. That's all right. You know, I was Man. talking about anyway. So. But yeah, uh, that's how we found. You know that UPS just tries to do that. They t- try to take the rays away each time. Um, but that's basically what I wanted to touch on there. Well, I mean, it, it, the thing is, is that uh, you, you asked, what, what, what do you do? What's the answer to that? And, and here's my answer, because this was brought up a long time ago. And, and, and you know, I, I'll say it like, a, yeah, I'm a shit starter. I am. Okay, because it was asked. And I actually had, and I'm not going to tattletale on but I've, I've had part-time supervisors come up to me and they ask me, me, can't we come back into the union? And, and the first thing I tell them, I'm like, no, guys, you can't be in the same union as us, but you can start your own. You should start your own union. Maybe, And honestly, you know what? I already know that I'm not liked. I don't know where I'm not liked at. I'm going to put it like that, and I'm not going to call out who likes me who don't like me. But I'll put, it, I'll put it like this to you. I don't care. And everyone has called me a crazy SOB. So you know what? The part-time supervisors, contact me. Maybe I'll actually help you start organizing. The pad maybe, is loose. Maybe I'll actually help you to start. start Because here's the thing. Because if they have their own union, okay, and and all of a sudden, uh, and, and, and then, then management comes to them and goes, well, you know what? Uh, you, you're going to have to do this, or you're going to have to do that, or you're going to have to float the books. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we have a contract. So now you're telling me to go against my own contract, to go against the, the employee's contract. No, I'm going to file a grievance now against you because you're trying to create something for me to actually get this Article 37 on me or actually make me look like I'm the bad guy. So honestly, I mean, and I'm not just saying UPS, I'm saying everyone out there, that shouldn't there be some sort of, uh, some sort of supervision uh, union for them specifically so that therefore that, you know, it, it, it holds them uh, to the upper enchilance, you know, the guys that care more about the numbers and about how how their stocks or their shares are looking, you know, shouldn't there be some sort of organization organization that helps out those guys in a sense? Because then they can turn around and go, no, I'm not doing that because then you're going to put an Article 37 on me because you're telling me to do something against him. Or you're, you're throwing another article at me, so now you're making me look bad. So that then when you make me look bad, they look at my numbers and they go, well, we're just going to go ahead and get rid of him because he's a troubled uh, What was manager. that red dot? Right. Right. So what I'm saying is, is there's the actual answer. You should organize. I mean, don't be scared of it. Think about it. Because right now it's like with these camera situations, right? You know, we, we have our own issues. And, and of course, I'm not going to go into that with this show today. But here's the camera thing. The management needs to think about this. And I mean, you really need to think about it. Why do they need you? Because now they have a supervisor in that truck at all times. Why do they need you to do a ride along? Because there's a camera in there watching everything that I do out in front and inside. I'm burning my eyes out. Yeah, you don't need you don't need to be there anymore. Management, why why do you think that they're going to need you? Here in about maybe five years time frame, all you're going to do is you're going to log in, and then the computer's going to show you what you did wrong for the day before. You know, hey, the, you need to do this. Why does management need to be there? Because we're always now being watched by we're always being watched by cameras and everything else. So management, you need to think about that. I'm talking about on road supervisors. I'm talking about you know even dispatch people. What do you need it for? Maybe- because technology today is trying to take over everyone's job. Maybe maybe that's how they're going to get out of the rest of their lawsuits. Maybe. Maybe. But there's the answer. Unionize. Stop all of this from happening. Stop it all from going down. You know, and, and management shouldn't be told, hey, you're going to do this. 
I'm not going to bring up who this was. I'm not going to say where it was, but there was a situation. I want you to, I need you to sit down because I'm going to say something here and we're not going to say where it came from. We're not going to say who it was, but someone was told that they were being too nice to the drivers and that person got removed from the position that they were in, in management to another position because that person was told that she was being way too nice, way too nice. So what does that tell you? They, so I believe it. they want they want management to treat us like crap. And, you know, and, and, and that's the other part of this. And the reason why I bring it up is because, you know what, even if I do make one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year, dude, I put up with more shit than you do by sitting behind a desk and creating a podcast to basically make fun of us because you think that we're making that kind of money. But you won't even do your own due diligence to actually look into the actual article to make sure that you know exactly what you're talking about. And, and the only thing I can tell this person that did this podcast, you are spreading misinformation. So, you know what, maybe you need to do your due diligence for everyone that listens to your show to make Make sure that they're getting the correct information out there because that's the new day and age ever since what was it 2018 now all of a sudden that's all it comes out over all the news you know misinformation misinformation you know so the thing is is that when you put something out there people do listen to your show and i ask and i we i try to do the best that i can i don't when i say it's a rumor it's a rumor that's because i didn't speak directly to this person or i don't know but i do know that that actually happened i do know that so it's not a rumor that that actually happened so my point is is that these people, news organizations and stuff like that, because all this is, it, 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 honestly, it's the same thing as like with our show. It, it might as well call it a comedy show. Because honestly, it's, it's no longer the news. No one's going to watch the news like back in the day, like Walter Cronkite, right? Because he'd get on there and go, uh, today's news, uh, there was a bomb set off in uh, Afghanistan. You know, and then he would not add nothing else to it. He would just tell you, you know, uh, Afghanistan blew up. You know, uh, you know uh, down, uh, today at, at Walmart, uh, a lady slipped in the grape aisle. You know, uh, I mean, you know, so honestly, it wasn't entertaining. News back in the day, I remember news was boring. The only thing that they actually did get right back in the day was actually the weather report. When they said it was going to snow, it snowed. And when they said it was going to be three to six inches, it was going to be three to six inches. We were supposed to get three to six inches last night. I think we got like a half a dusting. I don't even know if that, I just made that word up, but a half a dusting because that's exactly what happened. And they get that wrong. News today, to me, does not put out the real news. It's more commentary. It's more opinionated. It's, oh, let's, let's talk to my panel. Let's it's, talk to this lawyer. It's an agenda. Right. All it is, they're trying to grab more attention to everyone. They're just trying to grab attention. You're on. Go oh. ahead. You're on. Oh, uh, is the pad leaking? You need to change out that well, pad? Well, I, I told you. It just it irritates me. Leaking when people there. put this bad information <laughs> out there, and I'm sure that Alberto can actually contest to this. You're out there doing your job every day, and the next thing you know, you start putting bad public opinion out there. And 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 because money, money talks, bullshit walks. Everyone knows that. So when you start going to your customers' places, they can start actually treating you a little bit different because they're looking at you going, motherfucker, making one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year. You know what I mean? So th that irritates me. Go ahead, go ahead. Blow them carpets up back now, boy. <laughs> yeah, because you're the bad guy. You're making the big money. No, no dude, we're not. And that's uh, that's where I do get irritated with, especially with people who put, you know, information we're, out there. We're servicing you, and we put our pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. Are you, right. are you servicing today? No, here we go. Are you going to service? Well, I mean, but do you agree, right? Alberta? Do you agree with with any of it, or am I wrong? Am I wrong or not? Oh, yeah. I mean, to your point about uh, unionizing and stuff, like, even if I was going to play, like, devil's advocate, you know, like, I would say 
UPS by far is a company where you do need to be unionized 100%. Like, I don't think if there was a, a Teamster presence at UPS, I don't think they would have any employees at all. Like, nobody would put up with the amount of amount of stress they try to lay on you, you know, if you didn't have a little, like, layer of extra protection or whatever. And um, obviously, you're talking about the, uh, the gal that was moved from being too nice to the drivers, you know, or whatever. And, I mean, yeah, that's for sure. Like, I've heard that, too, at my building and, you know, from past people. Um, there was one center manager that was there like right before I started that I guess was just super, super cool, like stood up to the higher up bosses, you know, when they were trying to do all these things we've been talking about, like just shady stuff and laying people off and whether it's screwing somebody on an eight hour day request or, you know, whatever it was, like he would try to make it right, you know, and do everything yeah. in his power. Yeah, good supervisors out there. To like take care of people and actually like boost morale as opposed to the opposite. But yeah, like man, uh, UPS has always been like a management by stress operation for sure. Like they champion the hell out of that, you know, like, you know, it's basically just a strategy for boosting productivity and profits. And that's really all they care about. You know, but as soon like, as you they have them, but yeah, they want to keep us under constant pressure. 100%. Correct, correct. And you know, and then you and let's say you do get one of those good supervisors, and what happens? They usually get transferred out pretty quick. Yeah, because they they don't want they don't want the nice people in there treat people like human beings. They want the assholes coming in there raging like a bull. I mean, we got what six, five, yeah. six feeder drivers laid off, ten package car drivers laid off. About some more and, happening, and, and watched two contractors bring two empty trailers in last night. No, I haven't. Now that's a rumor. I'm going to state that. Now, I've heard the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't you, know yeah. if it's true or not, so don't put that out there. I don't, yeah, no. no misinformation. But I heard myself, even down here where we're at, we're getting ready to have five other people laid off on the feeder side mm-hmm. because they just because they just changed runs. Right to figure all this out, put four tens in. Was trying to, and and I'm not making fun of management. I'm trying to say that maybe possibly they, you know, really were thinking for the best of all of us. I, I'm not sure because it's been a fiasco for the past week, and everyone's getting screwed over on like this week. I lost basically a thousand dollars. I sat at home because the, I was put on what they call vacation cover, but there was no vacation. There was no vacations to cover. So therefore it pushed super me Q. onto super Q. And then I sat there and then, you know, the, the only thing that they were giving me was nine o'clock at night start times. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, man, that's not what I signed but, up but for. You, I, I got you, seniority. On but this. you have, but you have one person, I'm going to say who he is, uh, that was doing something and, uh, getting daylight hours. And uh, getting forty hours, but, I, but I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to call that person out because that's not what we're going to do. But right, but you have seniority over that person, and you get screwed. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. and and I'm sitting at home, and I lost a thousand dollars. And I think I think what it is is with the cutback. If it potentially could happen to five more people, I think what they're going to talk about is. The hell's he doing? Hell, he's, oh, he's done. He's done. <laughs> he's done back here. J. Rod's done. But I think what the company's thinking is cut them out they don't have to pay for their health care yeah that's exactly what it is they, so, that's what it is yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a number it's, it's money it's it, money it's yeah, money it's a number thing. Yeah. yeah it looks better for them i mean Correct. because Correct. The, 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 honestly the work is still there it's still there yes we have dwindled down a little bit the work is still there but they're moving it around in a way that is taking it away from certain centers and hubs and stuff like that and like here's another rumor Cook the books here's another rumor 
UPS has another organization called UPS Supply Chain Solutions. Mm-hmm. Those guys get paid. They have tractor-trailer drivers, and they have their delivery side, like regular package car. There is people that have claimed that they have seen it where they are moving our freight, our actual small packages, through this UPS Supply Chain Solutions and actually delivering the packages out just as Mr. Alberto is doing. So, you know, if this is, comes to true, if this is true, this is another thing that UPS is doing behind the backs of everything that's going on, especially with the IBT. I hope that the IBT doesn't know about it because then if they did, it would upset me going, well, why aren't they doing anything about it? You know, so I'm, I'm hoping that this is not true. But, I mean, there's a lot of evidence towards saying that it is true. And the thing is, is that, you know, again, that's why we created this is because we're giving a platform for everybody to talk to. Anyone can call us and we're not going to make fun of no one. We want everyone to, to understand that we're not out here to hurt anyone. No one. I'm not out here to really hurt any business agent. I want all business agents to do their job. All secretary and treasurers to do their job. Why? Because if they do it, it makes it a lot easier. But the thing is, is that we're just we're just lonely old uh, uh, members who the only way that we can make change is is that we would have to run for a position. And the thing is, is that they're already in a position. You're out there working 12, 13, 14 hours a day. And then on top, you're going to try to campaign and try to gain the trust of all of these members. It's already against you. So there's got to be something out there. And that's why we started this is because we wanted to put out another platform so that everyone can uh, uh, come to and, and it's like if anyone ever what's your opinion right if anyone wants to come on the show and they want to announce that they're actually going to be a, a running for whatever position and wherever you're at hey we're not here to to knock anyone we're here we, to help yeah. we're here to help <laughs> you know so even if business agents wants to call and they want to put their opinions out there they want to tell us exactly what's going on because there is some form of secrecy when it comes to that and, and I want, I, I do want some business agents to call in because then I want to ask them, why is it that it always seems like a slow road? Why is it that your panel, your panels are always backed up? Why is it that mm-hmm. when someone files a grievance, it literally for it to be heard, it has to be just like the camera situation. And it, it, so much evidence has to be brought against it. It's so damning that you can't ignore it anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, why is it when you go to panel and you win a, win a case and then UPS does the same thing the next week? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, a, a local level hearing, you meant. When someone goes to a local level hearing and they have it, what's called, it says settled on there. That's but the problem I mean. is, is what what is settled? You know, because we just had that because we had a situation where they finally agreed that layoffs, okay, are day-to-day layoffs. That's it. And the thing is, is that you cannot change that once it's been settled, but to the understanding is the local level hearing isn't really the land of the law. It's basically just BS in front of our faces because if they say it's settled, it's still not settled with the national. So therefore it's not law. They could go back and change it and do it. And then they basically dare you to file the grievance again. Again, And they just did that. I got a question for you out there. If you get laid off and a driver, um, to say package, I guess gets laid off. Okay. And they bump into the building. Okay, are they getting consecutive eight hours out there where you're at? Or are they getting the have to split shift to get their eight? Oh uh, well, right now, basically, uh, um, with them laying off people, the uh, the language, and I believe it's supplemental. I can't remember off the yeah. top of my head, but basically, they have to be the the drivers they're laying off right now is uh, who I'm referring to. But they have to be laid off 
five days in a row or uh, a total of 10 days on the calendar year if it's not like an everyday thing. But um, and then they can go start bumping into the hub and then work in hub shifts and, you know, work in day sort or work in night sort or preload or whatever they can. Now, do they, they can hear on. now do you they know, do day to day? Do they do day to day or do they do out? No, does management say you have to do it for a whole week? Um, I don't know what they're doing at the because uh, another thing, too, I don't know if uh, Fat Daddy told you guys on one of the shows he was on before previously with you, but we just like split centers. So we have two centers now, um, one downtown and the one that was always there where I'm at on the West end mm-hmm. of town. And, uh, now that we've split centers, they, uh, I think they're laying off the, one of the guys over at the other new center by the week, but I don't like that. Like, obviously if we get sick and get a cold or whatever, you know, we have to call in every single day and say, I'm not coming in today again. I'm still, you know, feeling like dirt, you know, feeling like crap. Uh, But if they're going to lay us off by the week, I know they did that last spring. I don't know exactly what they're doing now, but over at our building, we haven't had anybody laid off yet just at the other building. Yeah. That's who I was referring to when I was talking about it earlier. Yeah. But, um, but last spring they were laying people off by the week. And to me, that is bullshit. If we have to call in every single day, we're not scheduled by the week. We're scheduled by the day. Correct. So they're trying Correct. to call people on Monday and say, you're laid off all week. You know, if it was me, I would be showing up to work and asking what you want me to do if, you know, they didn't call me every day. Yeah. Because, you, you know, but yeah, I don't... Again, you know, back to the union thing, like it's depending on where you're at, you know. Yeah. I don't you're, know what uh, y'all supplementals are. Officers may or may not fight for you on that so. yeah i don't know what y'all supplementals are out there i think they're different than than what ours are but we're all underneath the national what it should be done is everybody's got a classic classification you're in package we're in feeders and you got part-timers you got 22 threes whatever but when you get bumped it should be day by day it should not be week by week because if this say for example for you just say you got there's no work for you okay and you go back inside the building, all right, on a Monday, all right, and say some national disaster happens and, you know, they need extra help, you know, so they need you to come back in Tuesday, right? Well, you're coming back to your classification. Now, those two part-timers that you bumped can come in Tuesday and get their punch and their classification. That's why it's day-to-day. It should not be week-to-week because week-by-week, all you're doing is helping the management say, okay, um, Whoever John Smith is going to be here for a whole week, we ain't got to worry about him no more. You know, you're supposed to be in your classification. If there's work in your classification, that's where you need to be. At. Well, I think I got your your question here, uh, but let me try to clear it up for you. I'm, you said it, but I'm just going to clear it up for a little okay. a, a little bit better. What he's trying to say is is that in a feeder classification, okay, and this is taking nothing away from package guys, but in a feeder classification. You, we're considered the you know the creme de la creme, right? But the thing is, is that it's with seniority. It's the same thing as if it wasn't feeders or package. So let's just say, because here's the situation: we have drivers that are on the vacation cover list, but if there's no work, that means that that's then they have to call in and ask if there's going to be any work. If they say no, then you ask them if you're going to be held. And if you're not, if they go, no, we're not going to hold you, then that relinquishes the right in that classification for you to go work in another classification because you're pretty much laid off for the day. 
So then from that point on, which is in our supplementals, it states that if you're trained, you're allowed to bump in on package, but only on the on-call list, but also in your seniority. So you're not allowed to just bump anyone off the run. You just stay on the on-call list. So if there's any extra work in the package side, the feeder guy that got laid off for that day, then will be allowed to run whatever they have extra. But then if they don't have any extra work, because it also states in Article 53, Section 2, that it is eight hours consecutive in succession, then you can bump into the building. Now, what our situation is, is that we're not very large. We're a center. So we only have two operations, local sort and pre-sort. So then that means you're going to have to do the split shift. That's the reason why for that is because then if there's no work on the package side, then the feeder guy has to go into the, um, the uh, part-time side because you're displacing uh, a part-timer too when you're doing such. So you're kind of hurting the part-timer as well. So that's why it's written that it's day-to-day language, day-to-day layoff, because then the very next day there may be feeder work, right? So you need to call him back to work so that then it gives that part-timer a chance to come back in or that junior package car driver, a chance to come back in and get work. So you can't stay within a classification uh, for a long period of time. That's why our language states day to day, because I'm understanding yours is different. You said five days, but ours is, I guess, different from yours. Ours is day to day layoff. So that means that to my, this is where my argument is. Seniority shall always prevail. That's, that's my argument. So if you have more seniority than anyone else in that building, but there's work there and you're a full-time employee, no matter who you are, even a package car driver, you should have the right to bump in wherever work is at because you're a full-timer. You're not a part-timer. And I mean nothing towards our part-timers, nothing towards them. But, you know, a full-timer should have more, um, I don't know, what, what's a big word for? Yeah, more, Yeah, more clout over top of, of anyone else. Your seniority shall prevail. So is that what you have or, or is yours still they have to be laid off for five days before they can bump in anywhere or get out of their classification? Yeah, I mean, it's the five days in a row or five consecutive days or uh, 10 days total on the year. So, But then again, the seniority is by classification. So there's separate seniority lists, obviously. But, but yeah, it's um, whether they're going to try to tell you you're laid off by the week or call you every single morning of that week and say you're laid off again you're laid off again you're laid off again you know it's still the five days like if it ends up being five days in a row great you know then you can bump into a different classification earlier you know because if they don't do it every single day if it's just a day here and there like last week uh you were laid off monday and wednesday but then the week before you were only laid off on thursday and then you know then if they start doing that and it's not an everyday thing then you have to do the 10 total days and then it kind of it can get dragged out so i think last spring there was one driver that didn't get a go into the hub until you know maybe because they started doing it pretty much right away after peak and then uh laying the people off and then um it wasn't by the week at first, I don't think, because they, a couple of them, it took them a minute to, uh, you know, get that 10 days. Like it t- might have took into the middle of February or the end of February before they got that 10 days in to where then they could go, like I said, work day sort or, you know, one of those other hub uh, hub shifts or whatever. So, yeah. So that's in your supplementals, right? 
Yeah, that should be supplemental language, I believe. Yeah. So, so then maybe you guys should change your language to where ours is because, you yeah. know, you're kind of screwing over the full timer, not getting uh, forty hours a week. Maybe yeah. you know. So maybe y'all should think about trying to take our language and turn it in. I mean, I think it should be. I think it should, always should be seniority. If you've been with the business longer than anyone else, you should have the right to work. That I mean. Uh, do you agree or do you disagree? Am I wrong on that part, or do you feel another way about it? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the contract even clearly states, you know, see, seniority will be given prime consideration in the everyday operation of the business. That's seniority exactly will always prevail. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. So if you're laying I mean, a driver off, that, but I mean, uh, for me, uh, me personally, I was like hired off the street, so. I had to drive as like a peak season driver for a couple of years before I got retained or whatever. I did that too. Because there's the, you know, there's the, um, the promote from within side language, you know, or mm-hmm. maybe not specific language in the contracts, but they got to promote so many from within before they can hire one off the street, like it's seven to one or eight to one or whatever it is, you know, but we got it might the same. be different we got the by same. the region, but yeah, we but got yeah, the I same. Mean, yeah, so so according to that, you know, like so for me, I never worked in the hub or anything. So a lot of the a lot of my coworkers, you know, like I have like four or five friends that I grew up with that you know worked in the hub for a lot of years before they went driving. Like they were working for the company when we all of us were still in high school. Like you know, like say like working night sort. You know, we'd be all hanging out like on a Sunday watching football or something. And about the uh, right before the night game was going to come on or whatever, you know, they had to head down to UPS and go work night sort, you know, so they were working for the company back then. And so they started working for the company, like I said, when we were in high school. So they got a lot more years in than I do. So some of my friends I grew up with that work for the company, they, you know, they're about to where they could actually retire, you know, and right. I got so, quite a few more years because I didn't start till way later. So yeah, they got, they got building seniority. They got building seniority. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. But but and I and I don't have that. Like my my seniority is all the same across the board because I like I said I was off the street. I don't I don't have a hub seniority date that predates my driving seniority date by like five six seven eight years. Yeah, but if you got somebody in there working part time that has that started after you did, you could bump them. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can displace. You like can displace the, them, yes. And, and trust me, yeah, like the, and I'm going to put it out there. We don't want to do that. And, and we don't want to do that. So that's not what we're looking to do, right? But you know, we got to work. Yeah, I seniority mean, will prevail. Every, you know? Everybody has a family to feed. I mean, we're not looking to bump anybody. You know, where they can't pay their bills, but. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give it back to Alberta. I just want to say something. I, I, it's just an idea. Maybe, maybe, because we got four years left, maybe on the next contract, maybe everyone should start calling this show, and we put a, uh, a like a consensus together to find out what actually everybody wants in the contract. Because, I mean, did you, if you would like to have the same language that we have – Supplementals, that is. Wouldn't that wouldn't that benefit everybody out there? Because then that's that is that is prevailing on on your seniority, right? Yeah, seniority because will always prevail. A full timer should be able to work, uh, you know, especially in his seniority. So if he has more seniority, but there's someone below him actually getting forty hours, don't you think that 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 full timer who's been there a lot longer should should actually get the forty hours? I'm I don't want to bump people, but yeah, but you shouldn't have to wait five or ten days. And you have seniority over a part timer, and you can't bump them because of your supplementals. To me, that's not fair. 
Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna hand it back over to you, Alberto. If you think that that's a great idea or not or whatever, I, I do. I think that would be great if we did that on the show where it was getting really close to the contract where we had everybody call in and we could put something together where it actually is for everyone and everyone knows what everyone's supplementals are because it sounds to me like to me the way y'all's language is you guys are getting screwed. Uh, I, I think it'd be truthful. Yeah, because- and I don't even know if it's that our language is like that for sure i mean obviously there there's a little bit to do with the the local union as far as letting management lay people off by the week to me i'd be fighting that tooth and nail absolutely you you should to your point on the you know calling in before the contract and whatever and i you know i think it goes back to earlier in the show when we were talking about we're talking about you know it depends on where you're at you know like some areas have really strong locals and some some just don't facts and for my uh for my own experience you know like basically i when it was time for the my local to say like put in your contract proposals if you got something you know you want to propose and let us try to get it added into the contract let us know i rewrote the entire freaking contract from cover to cover and you didn't get nothing did and you and i put in and i put in <laughs> monetary penalties for a lot of stuff that management does all day long every day every week that there is no monetary penalty for well i can tell you i don't think one proposal i made even probably probably even didn't even get talked about so if they would call this back to some locals are strong and some locals are weak you know there you go i don't know what the disconnect is between the membership and some of these locals but man some of the sometimes this uh disconnect is pretty far and wide if you know what i'm saying right go ahead yeah i mean because if they would call the show and and tell us you know what they would want and and how they would want it uh we we got nothing to lie about you know we have nothing to gain we would just put it out there and do a real consensus. Yeah, because if it's a good, if it's a good idea, it should be brought. It should be broadcasted out throughout the whole United States. And, th- and this is your union, you know. You know, because we don't know. That's the other thing. That's the other reason why we started this as well is to actually get more of a network. Because it's like I was told, the old Feeders News Network pretty much died after the radios went out. The CBs. Right, so therefore the Feeders New Network kind of almost just is non-existent. So that's the other reason why we started this is because we want to start creating that that channel again, so that we can talk to our brothers and sisters that are over there. Because even on Facebook, sometimes information gets out there, but it also gets lost in translation. Because there's guys that do put information out there, and then you get so many people that start, you know, say this or say that, or they start talking negatively, and the next thing you know, it's now when you want look on Facebook, there's not much that people actually come out now anymore because it, it seems that you know as soon as they write something or put something down, they're going to they're going to uh, you know talk badly or say, oh, you're just I've been there for thirty five years. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's better when you have a podcast and you actually hear somebody's voice rather than just typing and reading something on Facebook, you can actually hear, you know, how they sound and, you know, how, uh, you know, excited they are to talk about something or negative or whatever. So you have a better understanding of how somebody feels about a, 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 a specific subject, you know, that you're talking about. Right. And yeah. since, and since, since um, Alberto wants to hit on that, we did have somebody that asked a question um, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. But this is the question that was asked, and I want to know if you have an answer to it. Why does it always seem that the Secretary of Treasury always has the most power? Why is that? 
even in a lot of unions of people that I'm speaking to, the secretary of treasurer always seems to have more power over top of the whole, the you know, the whole board. So do you have an answer to that or do you have an opinion to that? I don't know if I know the answer to it, but we had a gal at, at the hotel we were at not too long ago for a steward training because I'm a steward on the package car end of things. So all the stewards from UPS, a lot of them came down, you know, like from all the hub ones and feeder stewards and everybody else. And Thank they you had for your a service. gal in there from the IBT that was super knowledgeable, this uh, older gal, and I forget her name, but I bet she would know the answer to that question. But as from what I understand, it is basically in the IBT constitution, and I could be wrong, but I think... The Constitution and everybody's bylaws are pretty much taken from the Constitution. So it allows each local union, and again, I could be wrong, but they can choose who they want. They can choose which position they want to be the principal officer of the local union. Or executive. So if, they want, if they want the president position to be the principal officer, they can, in their bylaws, they can make the president, the principal officer, the top dog at the union, or they can designate the principal officer as the secretary treasurer. I don't know why some choose the ST over the president being the principal officer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's just the way I under, understand it. If I understand it correctly and I may or may not understand it correctly, but I have thought about that before too. And just, you know, wondered, why that would even be possible because to me i would you know maybe want more uniformity um if i was the uh ibt just you know the ibt the principal executive officer is obviously uh sean o'brien he's the president not the st and fred zuckerman is the st so you would think they would just want uniformity maybe but maybe they're just you know letting people do what they want just to have more freedom and autonomy from the IBT itself or, you know, who knows, but that's the only thing I can come up with. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's basically just up to them to choose like which uh, position you want to be the principal officer, as opposed to, you know, having more power over the president and this and that and the other thing. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. Okay. All right. Well, because I do know in my in our bylaws, it states that our secretary treasurer is the executor, right? So he's the executor. But I decided to read through the whole thing. It clearly states that even though the secretary treasurer is still the executor, the president still has all the power to basically pull it back. So I think what it is, is that most people nowadays, they don't really read their bylaws. And I did. And going through it, the, our secretary treasurer can make all of these decisions and hold all of these meetings, but it still is down to the president to okay it. He still has to get the president's okay. So I, because I've also read, and I'm not going to go too much into it because I'm still reading and I don't want to say that I know everything about it. And I'm just stating what I've been reading is that the secretary treasurer may be the executor, but still has to get the permission of the president to allow these changes or whatever it is that he's President going to change. So because it's it, it's our, our constitution and the bylaws, they're actually still based off of what we have as an organization that's called the government, right? So therefore, 
the president is still in power. It's just that he has the veto power. Who actually does the power in itself? It's like your secretary, treasurer, and then of course your your your, your trustees. I guess they're there's you know it's like the House and the Senate. So they're just they're just stating that the the way I see it is is that the secretary treasurer is is the um, like Nancy Pelosi or the the new guy. I don't know his name. I don't I haven't followed too much on politics, but I do know that. Nancy Pelosi's no longer it, and the other guy got kicked out. Now it's a new guy. But apparently, like the Secretary of Treasury is like the the Speaker of the House, um, and then but it still still can be vetoed by the the uh, the President of of your union. I mean, do you agree or disagree? Well, I definitely. Uh, you know, I think it probably works the same everywhere. Um, across the country in the regard that, you know, obviously all the checks have to have two signatures on them when you're dispersing money. So it's probably going to be the, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's the ST or the president, which is the principal executive officer of, of the organization. But, you know, you're going to have to have checks and balances. So there is going to have to be two signatures on outgoing checks and, you know, things of that nature. So, um, but like just in my bylaws, literally in Section 8, it says the secretary treasurer shall be the principal executive officer of this organization. They shall in general supervise conduct to control all of the business and affairs of the local union, its officers and employees. So I'm guessing locals that have their principal executive officer as the president, it's going to say that exact same thing, because like I said, this is taken from the Constitution. Right. And so instead of what I just read, it'll it'll just insert print uh, president there. Sorry. Uh, as opposed to secretary treasurer. And I know the IBT puts out like a template that you can have for your bylaws and just kind of uh, go through them and, you know, take from take from that what you need. And then you can add some of your own stuff. But, but yeah, I think uh, a lot of the uh, that language comes from Article 23 of the Constitution as far as the okay. principal executive officer language. So, yeah. Well, I would like to um, backtrack. I would like to have a copy of your rewritten um, contractual language. I'd like to have a copy of that. I'd like to go through it. And then I'd like to share it with everyone, you know, because like I said, it's, it's like Fat Daddy said, when you got the ants behind you, you can actually make things move. And on the next contract, instead of us being put in the dark of what actually was added in or whatever, we start actually getting everyone behind us, you know, and, and this information could be sent out uh, if you allow us. I, I think that we can actually make a stronger union, you know, probably worldwide in a sense that everyone will be all on the same page of, you know, what we actually want. Cause I'm not making fun of, I mean, there was one guy that said he wanted air horns and I thought it was funny, but I was like, man, that's never going to happen. But I'll yes, right. I would love to have an air Hell horn. Yeah. Cause trust me when you're going down the road, I, I want a Uga horn, right? Cause when you go down the road and, and, and honestly, the only thing that you hear is just that tiny, tiny little beep, uh, you know, do you really think that that car beside you, you, you got a $100,000 or a 100,000-pound freaking vehicle sitting beside you, and, and all you hear is a little beep. You know, do you really think that they're going to pay attention to you? And, and, and no, they're not. So, 
to me, I, I I would like to have the air horns, but I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that we're going to get them. Which it was a funny thing, but I, I think that if if we do get something like what you have done, like you stated, you've you know kind of rewritten the whole thing. Would you would you be willing to share that with us so that that way we can get it out there and then maybe possibly on the next contract we can actually instead of them trying to state that we want more money, they can actually look and see what exactly is that we want. You know because. Everybody loves money. I'm not going to deny that. Everybody loves money. But to me, this contract that was passed, I, I didn't want I didn't want the pay raise. I really didn't. I wanted more in pension, you know, something with pension. I, I wanted want, I wanted yeah, to where they yeah, stop I mean, that's uh, kind of how our uh, harassment was too. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, like I was one of those too. Like I make the money I make was fine. I didn't need more. I would rather have more uh, more in the way of pension, like you said as well, and then, and then what I would also rather have is just more protections from all the BS that we're constantly bombarded with, you know, every day. Like back to the management by stress thing, you know. I would rather have more protections and like a little like better pension language, so we get uh, you know a better pension at the end of this thing. Because right, right. Because I, 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 mean... I personally feel like management uh, does things to. They're trying to make it so you can't make it to retirement. You know, they want your body to be so broken by the time you're getting close that hopefully you can't make it there, you know, and you don't even get a retire because you can't perform the work anymore. And if you can't perform the work anymore and you're not eligible to retire yet, then, you know, you're unfit for duty. You know, we all know they like to do things like that. So I would have rather had more protections on the job personally, you know, like you said, the pension. So. So yeah, I'm with you there. Like I already made plenty of money, so I don't, I don't need more. You know. Well, my thing's about discrimination and harassment. You know, uh, treat people like human beings. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I want. I mean, this might be a little too soon. We did have a driver. I'm not sure if it was a driver. We we had someone in that was an employee of UPS that worked in, uh, I believe it was in Kentucky, and they passed away uh, as a result to something that happened on the job and, and, and prayers to the family, you know, you know, my, my heart is saddened. And, and, and I was wondering if I really should put this out there because I, you know, maybe it's too soon. You know, I'm not trying to tear open any wounds, but here's the one thing that I want to ask. And maybe it'll help them. I don't know. And I do apologize if this offends anyone in any way, but what about that person that just did pass away? What about all that money and the time that he put in? Is his pension gone? Because we do know that unless you sign up for it, uh, for your for your um, uh, your 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 wife, your spouse, or whatever, you have to sign up for it for them to get it, right? But it all, it all depends. It all depends on your union. I know, but th- but up. this is what I want to say to him. What happened to all them? Uh, you know, it, 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 is their family going to get all that? Are, are they going to get any of his? You know, I don't know if he's got four hundred one k. I don't know if he's got you know uh, re- retirement. I don't know what this person has had you know and and i'm sure that the family's probably not even thinking about it but you know there should be something in the language that actually helps that situation out too because a guy put in i don't know how how many years he put in now let's say he's he's a 20-year vet and he all of a sudden passes away because of a i mean a huge accident really bad and trust me i know that ups doesn't want accidents i know the ibt doesn't want accidents but it does happen and and the thing is what about his family now that's the first thing that went through my mind because if it, because sometimes I try to be as safe as I possibly can, 
And I've noticed and watched that there is some dangerous things that do happen around hubs and centers from time to time. And, and what happens if that happens? You know, and God forbid that I, you know, lose my life. But you know, what about my family? What about my wife? What about my child? I've worked these many years. Why isn't there something in the language that actually helps that out too? Because, you know, you want to take care of your family. You put these, you put so many years in, but then all of a sudden, you know, something happens. What happens to that money? Now, I don't know. You know, I don't know if, if Kentucky has something different. Like you got different language on the on the uh, supplementals when it comes to layoffs. You know, so is there something like that? You know, where this this uh, this tragic accident happened. You know, or can we get something like that? Because to my understanding, if we don't sign up for it, if we don't put a signature stating that we want our wife to at least get half of our pension, when I when I pass away, my wife gets nothing, not not a dime. So what happens to the rest of that money? See, th- these are questions that I also always wanted to have answered because I don't understand. I don't understand why they why they're trying to separate us. Because honestly, I'd have never gotten in touch with you guys. I'd have never talked to old Fat Daddy. Me and Fat Daddy would have never been able to, you know, contact each other if it wasn't for this platform. <clears throat> and then all the other people that are contacting me and asking me questions, I'd, I'd have probably never been in contact with you. You know, so my thing is, is I don't understand the the whole secrecy behind this. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all in the same organization. So, uh, you know. Is that something, or am I wrong? Or do you guys have something for that to where you know your family gets you know whatever's left over or whatever? Is there something like that? Because you know I, I really feel for the one driver that you know, and I want to say this: I, I'm really saddened that it happened. But what about his family? What about his family? Am I am I wrong? Yeah, well, I mean, you're, uh, you know, if something happens to one of us, like you're your pension should definitely go to your beneficiaries, you know, as outlined in the pension plan. So as long as you have your beneficiaries set up and you have somebody named on those um, different things, like your retirement account and your, and your pension and stuff, then it definitely should go to them. Whether, you know, whether it might go to them in like monthly payments, like it would go to us if, you know, knock on wood hopefully nothing happens but if one of us had something happen and we passed away or whatever then you know i don't know if it would go to them in a monthly payment like it would to us if we retired and everything or if they just get like say like a lump sum or something i'd have to read into that i haven't looked but but yeah as long as you have beneficiaries named then i don't see where they would be able to you know just dissolve it somehow or anything like that but you know a lot of these uh drivers at some of my buildings are are pretty young so you know they're probably not even thinking about that kind of stuff but right and that's that's maybe that maybe that's something that us stewards could do is uh reach out to them and be like hey man you know right but not just your area the whole united yeah, states everywhere. everybody's oh yeah you know yeah just across the board yeah make sure you have your uh your uh t's crossed and your dots you know right. your eyes dotted and well, all that shit okay so i want to oh, say yeah. i've had fun uh more now we're going really long in this, uh, and I try to keep the shows as, as short as I can. I, I want to have you back, uh, if you will, come back. Uh, maybe we can talk about other subjects, um, you know, because we always have, you know, different things lined up for different things that happen. So if you have anything that's happening on your side of the place, 
please get in contact with us. Let us know. We'll actually throw the show towards you. We'll try to do our due diligence and doing the investigation work to find out everything that we possibly can. And then that way we can we can actually start having this debate with all of our brothers and sisters so that everyone can hear this. So if, if you would, I would love to have you come back. But I, I got to end it today. Uh, J-Rod's over there falling asleep. Um, loose Lips is uh, not Loose Lips. Uh, sorry. What do you call yourself now? Hog Lips. He's doing this back and forth waving thing. <laughs> it's kind of scary. <laughs> So I want to. I do want to. I do want to say thank you for coming on. We do. We do appreciate it, and we love that you are. You know, coming on with us and 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 helping us with all of this. And I would love to have you come back. And I really do want your 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 new language for the the book, if you would allow me to have it. Yeah, I'm sure I could dig it out somewhere. So, but yeah, it was great talking with you guys, and thanks for having me on. And yeah, I'd definitely come back for sure. So, yes, sir. Thank you, Alberto. Good having you, brother. All right, brother. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let you go so we can go ahead and end today's show. Um, and then I'll try to get in contact with you uh, later this week or something. Or you get in contact with me. And uh, hopefully we can continue this. And if anyone wants to call in, we have a Facebook page, you know, at Union Shop Talk. We've already given our phone number out. I don't have it in front of me, but we've given our phone number out. And I put it on the Facebook account as well. We're actually getting ready to start a, a web page and an actual email directly for, and we're, we're actually going to try to start um, uh, turning us into a 5013C. And, and we are wanting to put together a GoFundMe specifically for the June thing so that, that we can get down there. Cause we got a lot of equipment to actually go live and then to pay for all the, uh, the subscriptions to go live. So if anyone wa- loves our show, anyone wants us to be there, please uh, uh, get in contact with us. And we got a lot to talk about. That's right. Well, brother, we're going to end it today. I do appreciate you coming on, and I hope the best for you. I hope to see, I hope to hear from you, you know, in, in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. It's great talking with you guys. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. I always I'll... love chatting with fellow Teamsters. So. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man, you have a great day. Have a great weekend. Y'all too. Thank you. Have a Thanks, great Alberto. weekend. Thanks, Alberto. Yes, sir. Well, there you go. It looks like it's doing great. So, uh, everyone, just remember, we got the uh, – give me the thing again because I want to make sure everybody knows where to send it. You want to send this stuff to Fat Daddy. This is about the cameras again. Send it to P.O. Box 50969, Billings, Montana, 59105. Or you can send it to D Davis at Teamsters190.com. And then, of course, uh, there is the, the LightX waiver for the FMCSA that is on our Facebook account, the Union Shop Talk page. All you have to do is click on it. It takes you right to it. And then you fill out why it is that you don't like these cameras for these reasonings. And honestly, you should attach that document from the Navy to it so that, therefore, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Authority gets that. But, hey, guys, we're going to end it today. I appreciate it. We're going to try. We're probably not going to do one next weekend. Give everybody a break. So we're going to do one the following weekend. So that that way uh, we're a little fresh at this, I guess, you know, uh, uh, sweet lips. What is it? Hog lips. What is what is his name now? What what is it? Hog head. Hog lips. Hog 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 lips. Yeah, and 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 then uh, J Rod. Uh, just give everybody a break. A.K.A. Lucy lips. Because we've we've been Lucy. at this. I want to make sure these guys are fresh. You know, I'm AKA always fresh. Big dough. <laughs> give us a twelve pack of beer a piece. We're yeah. always fresh. All right, guys. We are. We're gone. All right.